welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the, the Atlanta Braves as part of the Talking Chop Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a terrific start to your Tuesday. And if you're a Braves fan, you continue to have plenty of reasons to add positivity to your day with how well the Braves are playing. Obviously, you can find not only all the great podcasts from Talking Chop, but in general, all the great content from Talking Chop at TalkingChop.com and at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So obviously the Braves came into Monday on the road, but another series in front of them with the Miami Marlins, in which the Braves clearly were the better team. And this Braves team has done a great job of taking care of business over the previous two weeks. Coming into Monday, over the previous two weeks, the Braves had won 10 out of their last 12 games. Their offense has emerged as one of the best in the majors. The starting rotation and bullpen, though the bullpen has had a few struggles along the way, have certainly both been above average over that time as well. And the thing about it is this, is that the depth of the Braves' offense is what has truly emerged as being a big, big advantage for them in games. Certainly, you could you part of the equation is the fact that the Braves haven't had the toughest of schedules, but they have taken advantage of what's been in front of them. They've been able to win ten out of the past twelve because their infield has emerged as the best in baseball, in my opinion, with the offensive contributions of Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, and Ozzie Albies to support Freddie Freeman, who over the past six weeks has been in has been in his MVP form that he showed last year. But also, not enough can be said about the contributions from the new outfield additions at the trade deadline. Jorge Soler, Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, each of them have certainly contributed as well. And you add on top of that some surprising sources of successful pitching, such as Kyle Muller and Monday starter Tuki Toussaint. Now, obviously, Toussaint's role with the with the Atlanta Braves seems to right now be in a pretty good position. You do have Waskar Yanoa who will be starting tonight, but you've seen Kyle Muller sent down to the minors to make room for Yanoa. You also have Tuki Toussaint while he is in the rotation. Ian Anderson is on his way back, but you could see Toussaint still featured on this Braves team even if it's not in the rotation because he's done such a good job of taking advantage of his opportunities in the rotation, and he once again did that on Monday night. Now, actually, the game last night did not start out in the best of forms for the Braves. After the first inning, Braxton Garrett of the Marlins had thrown 30 pitches, Tuki Toussaint had thrown 8, but yet the score was 1-1. to And the Marlins once again scored in the bottom of the second inning to make the score 2-1. to But after that, there wasn't much question as to which team clearly was in control. The Braves were able to tie the score at 2 thanks to a, a, a RBI single off the bat of Ozzie Albies. Following that up, Freddie Freeman hit a three-run homer, Dansby Swanson hit an RBI single, and Adam Duvall hit another home run, his fifth in Atlanta since coming over at the trade deadline, and the Braves were up 8-2. to two. It has been a consistent theme with this Braves team. We talked about it when they were going through their alternating win-loss streak 
after the second half of the season. Though the offense was very much feast or famine, game in and game out, it felt like the lineup was continuing to get better, combining power with situational hitting, and that's been the reason why this Braves offense has exploded in the month of August. They got out to an 8-2 lead, and that was more than enough for Tuki Toussaint to work with himself, as he was able to go 6 and one third innings. He gave up three hits, only walked two two batters, gave up two earned runs, and struck out seven for Miami Marlins during the game last night. Once again, the, a brave starter, especially Tucson, as he has done pretty consistently, despite one bad outing against the Milwaukee Brewers, he put the Braves in the position to win, and right now, that's more than enough with how good this Braves offense is performing. At the end of the day, the Braves were able to once again get into double digits. Travis Darnot is starting to show signs of being, uh, uh, you know, really producing at the plate. He had his second straight multi-hit game, had a two-run double in the process, and that made the score 12-2, which wound up being the final score of last night's game. And this offense is not just doing well, right? This Braves offense right now is the second best offense in the National League. And I can certainly understand where someone may mention, well, you know, how much stock is in that because of the competition that they're playing? The thing about it is this, the Braves don't control what their schedule looks like. What they control is continuing to get better and take advantage of the games that they're playing and take advantage of the opponents that they're facing, and that's what they're consistently doing. And also, along the way, they took two out of three games against the one National League team in August that whose offense is actually doing better than them. The best offense in the majors in the month of August right now is arguably the Cincinnati Reds. They've scored the most runs up to this date in the month of August. The Braves are right behind them in terms of production. But a big key as to why the Braves have been so successful, yes, they're fourth in runs scored. Yes, they're third overall in home runs in the month of August now. But what really has emerged is a big reason why this Braves team has been so successful is because of the fact that they are trending the right way when it comes to making contact and being patient at the plate. In the month of August, this Braves team is is first in in walk percentage in terms of a, a team lineup. They have the highest ba- base on ball percentage in the majors in the month of August. And even more critical is the fact that this Braves team also has the seventh best best strikeout rate of any team in the month of August. Now, they were above average both in terms of drawing walks and making contact before the month of August, you know, from April through July. But they've now emerged as being arguably the most patient team in the majors, the best team in the month of August when it comes to drawing walks, Plus, they're making contact at a consistent rate. And you've seen the individual improvements of players like Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley's, and others who have continued to make adjustments at the plate to not only make contact, but hard contact to take advantage of opportunities on a consistent basis. This Braves team truly is firing on all cylinders. Yes, they're doing it against opponents that they should be beating, but the fact that they're consistently doing it shows how much this team has progressed in a short amount of time from where it was before the trade deadline to where it is now. And that's truly being one of the five 
or six best teams in the majors. But the main thing right now, the Braves are clearly showing that they are the best team in the National League East. And that's why, coming into today, they're able to enjoy a one-and-a-half game lead over the Phillies, as well as now a three-and-a-half game lead over the Mets, with two more games against the Marlins and two more games against the Orioles on this road trip. And to make it even more enjoyable, they're also welcoming back Waskar Yanoa for today's start against the Marlins. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Over the past two months, the Braves' starting rotation has certainly been consistently above average. They haven't been at any one point the best aspect of this Braves team. In July, it was the Braves bullpen that was among the best in the majors. In August, it's now the Braves offense that is among the best in the majors. But the Braves starting rotation has consistently been able to put the Braves in a position to win games. And the crazy thing about it is, is because of the fact that, yes, Charlie Morton and Max Fried have performed like you would expect them to, but Drew Smiley, at least to an extent, has turned his season around, and you've also gotten surprise contribution contributions from young arms Kyle Muller as well as Tuki Tassant. But thankfully, over the past few weeks, we've started to see the, re- the returns of Waskar Yanoa and Ian Anderson on the rehab assignments, and that has resulted in tonight Waskar Yanoa taking the mound for the Braves against Santi Alcantara and the Miami Marlins. Now, obviously, the story with Waskar Yudoa has been one of great surprise, great enjoyment, and a bit of frustration. He was an absolute revelation for the Braves earlier this season. He took over the rotation spot that was meant for Mike Soroka to eventually take over. When Waskar Yudoa came on in April, he took on that rotation spot with the thought that he would feel that until Mike Soroka would be ready, then you know it would probably transition to the bullpen or potentially go back and work as a regular starter in AAA. Unfortunately, some devastating news when it came to Mike Soroka's season, at least this year, that led to the Braves having to rely on Yanoa, who absolutely stepped into the spotlight and shined. Over 44 and two-thirds innings this year, not only has Yanoa struck out 50 batters in 44 and two-thirds innings, but he's also been able to do that while also walking only 11 hitters. He has an ERA of 3.02, along with 
at FIP of 3.79, meaning that while Luck has been a bit on his side, he also has done quite well in terms of his ability to limit offenses. He Per nine innings, he's averaging 10.07 strikeouts per nine innings, compared to only 2.22 walks per nine innings. His control certainly had shown significant improvement, even from last year. Now he makes his return. Obviously, while he was so successful at the first of the season, and it was a bright spot when the Braves were certainly struggling, he unfortunately added to the struggles in which there was an unfortunate incident where he injured his hand due to a dugout incident. incident. Basically, he injured his hand out of frustration from a bad outing was out two months, has fully healed. The past is the past, obviously. But the great thing about it is is that the Braves now have another young arm they can insert into their rotation. And in my opinion, it's going to be kind of hard to expect for Yanoa to continue the success that he had earlier this season. You certainly hope he does. You certainly hope that he emerges as being a consistent source of five to seven innings in which he clearly puts this Braves team in a position to win, a consistent source of quality starts. While I certainly think he'll be an effective starting pitcher, do I necessarily know if he'll be as good as he was in April and May? It's going to be hard to tell. Obviously, in his first one or two starts, he may be needing to wear off some rust, so you certainly have to hope that the Braves' offense will continue to produce at a high level. But at the very least, there certainly is obviously difference-making potential with Waskar Yanoa's arm. You hope it's to the level that it was earlier this year when he was going out and consistently, he was arguably the Braves' best starter in April and May. You would love for that success to continue, but even if it's not to that level, you have to feel confident that the Braves and Yanoa will figure out the best way to use him. And though he may not be as effective as he was earlier this year, he should be yet another addition to this rotation to consistently put this Braves team in the position to win. Because at the end of the day, with how well the Braves offense is playing, you have to feel night in and night out, as long as the Braves starters are doing their job and not in themselves imploding, the Braves have a very good chance of winning with how deep and consistent their lineup has become. It's going to be a lot of fun. Obviously, with the Marlins, it's always interesting, especially with Sandy Alcantara on the mound. It's going to be very interesting to see if there's any other fallout from previous times earlier this year in which the Braves and Marlins once again had run-ins. I don't think that's going to be the case. I just want to see peaceful baseball, but obviously baseball in the version that we love it with the Braves scoring a lot of runs without giving up too many themselves. Obviously, you can find all the great content on the Talking Chop Podcast Network at TalkingChop.com. Myself with the Daily Hammer, the Talking Chop Podcast itself with Brad Rowland as well as Scott Coleman, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, which has given us great content as of late with their midseason top 30 with names such as Eric Cole, Matt Powers, and Garrett Spain. You can find all the great content from Talking Chop in general at TalkingChop.com as well as at Talking Chop across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. It's been a pleasure talking with you. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer.